everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Brief Talk podcast. We have a brief tale that features not one, but two people, and they are outside of the U.S. in South Africa. It's Jim and Snatch. Welcome. Thank you for having us, Tom. Yes, it's fun. We've been uh, dealing with time zones because time zones are hard. I thought U.S. time zones were hard until I had to deal with South Africa and and Australia. And now it's like, oh, my God, that puts a new level. Oh. But we got to work out. They're here. It'll be fun. Uh, so we're off with our questions. So tell our listeners a little bit about you boys who may not follow you on Twitter. Uh, I guess we'll go Jim and then Snatch. We can do that. Um, well, I'm Jim. Uh, Jim Jock on Twitter. Uh, we are based in Johannesburg, South Africa. I'm 35. Occupation, I'm a sports massage therapist. Oh, nice. Um, we are gay, both of us. <laughs> and um, yeah, we had to talk about the underwear that we're into. We'll get there. Don't worry. I have plenty of underwear questions. But what do you do? Do you do anything fun in your spare time? Anything uh, like that? We are big gym fanatics. And then we like being outdoors, being active. Awesome. And what about you, Snatch? What do you tell everyone a little bit about you? Well, obviously, I'm also from South Africa, Joburg. I'm 34 years old. I work in the medical field in a government institution. Well, I do CrossFit apart from gym. So that's my fitness journey. And that's what got me started in this whole online thing is to show everyone my fitness journey, my progress, body progress, body positivity and all that stuff. Nice. Yeah, because I ran across your profile first and then you informed me. It's like, we need to get my husband on as well. And I'm like, oh, perfect. Awesome. Yeah, no, he's a bit more into the underwear than I am, <laughs> but we both love our underwear. Uh, yeah, it's you both uh, have great profiles. So I'll ask, since Snatch is more into it, I'll ask him this question first. Uh, so when did you first discover your love of underwear? When did you first run across it? Well, I grew up in a quite staunch uh, religious household. Uh, my dad was in the military, so it's military religion. It is, And we used to well, when I was growing up, we always used to only get underwear from the military. <laughs> so I always had the tighty whities That was my, that's what we grew up with. And yeah, it was just in high school, it just started where I wanted to change. I wanted to see what's out there. And obviously going to the supermarkets or the shopping centers, you always see the nice boxes with the Calvin Klein models on them. and yeah, that got me into the underwear. Nice. Very nice. And what about you, Jim? I think my un- underwear uh, started when I started earning my own money. Mm-hmm. I was able to actually buy the underwear that I wanted. Also, growing up in a very religious family and all that, was also there was a set standard for the underwear that you were allowed to wear or that your parents would purchase for you. But once I started earning my own money, I bought my 
started buying myself uh, the the boy brief mm-hmm. types of underwear. And then once I started earning proper money, I bought my first G-string. Oh, nice. But yeah, also my what's it, the fascination with underwear also started with going to the shops. The stereotypical gay boy scenario, walking through the underwear aisles, looking at all the covers. Yes. I think we all did that everywhere. I don't think it's on one continent. I think we all were like, ooh, underwear. Look at all the hot yeah, men. That's, yep. that's probably where everyone's love for underwear started. Yeah, that's in fitness magazines. or Because mm-hmm. that's where you saw the good-looking male models in their underwear and always looking up to being like, oh, I want to look like that. Or, you know. No, I see Mark, oh. Wal- Mark Wahlberg and his pair of tidy whiteys. Yes, that was a big one. Yes, remember that well. Calvin Klein really changed a lot of people in the U.S. about underwear. They're like, "Oh, we can have sexy underwear!" Yay! So that's very cool. So, do you remember the first pairs you bought that were really good that you really loved? We'll start with Jim. The first. Pairs I bought were because we South Africa, we still a developing country, so we don't have access to all of the major brands that are out there. Mm-hmm. The first pair of well, the boy briefs, the, the normal mid thigh leg briefs that I bought were from one of our normal chain stores. But the first thong that I bought was from a brand called Bad Boy. Mm-hmm. And then from there on, I moved on to I'm not sure if you're familiar with the brand called Jockey. Yep. From them, I also purchased quite a few thongs. And then when we were able to eventually order stuff from overseas, my first proper jock strap that I bought was from N2M. Oh, nice. And I still have it. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that was about 12 years ago. Nice. Very nice. Some good, some good underwear you started with there. Wow. Some people don't even start with that over here, so that's even great to hear. And what about you, Snatch? What did what were your first pairs that really you were like, oh my god, this is what I need? Yeah, so I also just started with the the local brands, and then the, I went to Calvin Klein underwear, the boxer briefs, which I wore for a long time, and I still wear it. Um, I had a bit of a embarrassing moment one day so i i was a bit afraid to go to work in anything risque after that um, uh-huh. yeah, so then i the first pair of designer underwear that i got was the ppu uh jockstrap song okay. yeah it's a, a combination of all those things so yeah i got that one then we yeah we started from there we well, I have Aussie Bum Swimwear because we went to Australia and mm-hmm. got on the train and actually went to the Aussie Bum store. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the first ones that I had. But, yeah, at the moment, we wear a lot of local stuff and then obviously the stuff we make. <laughs> nice. Very nice. So I have to ask you uh, one one that's not on the questions. So... How easy is it to get good underwear in South Africa? 
could you mention a lot of you don't have a lot of the brands uh do you rely on local brands and i know you some of our our listeners may not know this but you made your own underwear for your wedding how do you get a lot of your underwear only in the last well in the beginning when we started our underwear journey there wasn't a lot of local brands that catered to the gay man style like mm-hmm. you could not you could not find jock straps you could not find thongs were very hard to come by so like none of your des- we basically had no designers in South Africa where we could order from so if you wanted your jock straps or that you had to order from the United States or from China so in the last two to three years, we've had quite a few local brands start up uh, that now cater to the gay man with their thongs and jock straps. Okay. And what are some of your favorite local South African brands and designers? Current local ones that we enjoy are NICU, mm-hmm. N-I-K-U, and then there's one called Bulge and Bum. Okay. I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, they they're quite an interesting company. They the designs and the the fabric and the well, the, yeah, the designs on the fabric is really really cool. Uh, the Nico ones a bit more neutral. They don't have bold prints or well, they do, but it's not as bold as the the Belgian Balm uh, one. So yeah, that's the ones we have in South Africa. It's really limited and. I know, like, we've been on spaces on Twitter and stuff, and then they're like, yeah, I'll just order from Amazon. I'm like, it's not that easy <laughs> for us because true, a pair of underwear costs $35. Well, in let's use American dollars. So it it costs $35 a pair of underwear, and then the shipping $70. Mm-hmm. I mean, who... So for us, importing the stuff is difficult. That's why when we travel... We also try and get underwear from wherever we go because it's just easier to buy it while you're traveling in the country you're traveling. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of guys here take for granted. We have so many brands, Amazon. They never think of the shipping to go overseas, which can be very expensive. And then sometimes there's taxes and tariffs you have to pay on top of it. So yeah, I think it's especially with us, um, some of the uh, the jock straps and that we ordered from China, um, because they you don't get the option to send it via courier like DHL or FedEx, mm-hmm. it can take up to six months to get here. Yep. And then that's if our customs department doesn't steal it in the process, or lose uh. it, or lose it, or. And then, uh, of course, there's the import costs that are also involved, which, depending on the value and the weight that you're bringing in, uh, fluctuates. Yeah. I think here we, we're kind of spoiled because we have such a a robust underwear market and so much here that we can do that a lot of people don't realize the issues guys outside the U.S. face. So that's another reason I wanted to have you guys on, because I thought it was really cool. You made your own underwear for your wedding. He's made quite, like, quite a few thongs for us. That's awesome. I wish I could make a thong, but I cannot even sew a button on, so I don't even attempt it. It would be yeah. 
we had to like, improvise. I mean, like, I started, well, I learned sewing with growing up with my grandparents and stuff. And so I, I, I was always able to sew to an extent. And then the one year, I mean, even with stupid stuff like Halloween costumes and stuff like that, we mm-hmm. don't have that. Like we don't have these elaborate yep. party shops where you can go and rent the costume or so with that I had to I mean I did a CrossFit comp, I went as Pennywise and I had to sew my own costume because that's all we had. And then uh Jim Doc asked me, he's like, Well, let's try it. We got a pattern for jock straps, we got a pattern for uh the thongs and we tried it. The jock straps I'm not really fond of because the yet again we have limited resources so mm-hmm. the elastics are scratchy and so the jog straps aren't that comfortable but the song's really really comfortable so at the moment that's what we wear like most of the time i wear my songs even to work now even after Uh-oh. my little embarrassing moment well what was your embarrassing moment you have to share with us so i went to work and I had, um, well, I had my shorts on because I it was a, I think it was spring day or something. So I went to work in my shorts, and my shorts tore at the back. But oh. out of the whole six friends that I had working with me, none of them had the guts to tell me that my thongs, uh, that my um, pants tore. So they went to my boss to call me into the office and tell me that my pants are torn. So she calls me in and she's like, listen, I just want to tell you, your pants are torn and you're either not wearing underwear or you're wearing a G-string. Oh. I, I, then we had to go into theater and get disposable scrubs that I could wear for the day. And from that day on, I, for a long time, I think about five years, I never wore anything except my boxer briefs to work. Oh. I was so scared that something's going to happen again. See that that's some guy's total nightmare that their pants would rip and uh the psyche part is no one told you that it did. Exactly. And like my friend when I when she eventually when after my boss told me, she's like, Oh yeah, I saw it this morning when we got you. I'm like, So for three hours I've been here, you haven't told me that my pants are torn. Oh see, I had a very similar story to that. I went to work. I had to be there. I was there early for some reason. And I got out of the car and I'm like, fill a draft. Didn't think about it. Went in, went up the elevator with people. And when I got to my desk, I was like, oh, my God. And my pants were ripped. And I don't don't remember what underwear, but I'm sure it was something colorful. And uh, the person who I knew, I was like, did you notice my pants were ripped in the elevator? He goes, no. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Okay. And my shirt was long enough to cover it, so I had to go buy jeans as soon as the stores opened. I was like, oh, no. Yeah, that's that's horrible. Especially no one told you. I'm like, oh, my God. And they noticed. Oh. Yes. So, and then, yeah. So then for a long time, I'd really, I was really too scared. And then, yeah, like this year, it's been better. Like, um, most of the time, I'm in my songs. So, or dark strap. So it's yeah, it's, it's it's easier now, but I will definitely make sure before I leave the house that my pants aren't torn. Yes. Uh nothing more embarrassing. Oh, 
I feel your pain, but not literally because no one really saw me. So, yay. Oh, sends me shivers down my spine. Um, so <laughs> what are your PTSD experience? <laughs> uh, yes, I remember that day well. It's still ingrained in my memory, um, yeah. especially walking across the parking lot. Now, hmm. enough of that. Enough of that. Enough of the bad stuff. Let's get back to the good stuff. So what are your favorite styles you like wearing or favorite brands you like wearing right now? Uh, we'll start with Snatch and then go to Jim. Oh, so at the moment, it's it's between thongs and jock straps. I, yeah, like the, the two, well, there's three that I wear most of the time. It's Maniku, the Bulgin Bomb, or the ones that I made. Okay. Like, that's Awesome. How about you, Jim? Um, at the moment, I predominantly wear thongs. With jock straps, I find, depending on the material, they use lax elastics. They cause skin irritation. So I'm more in my thongs in the summers. Winter, I'll alternate between jock straps, thongs, and boy briefs. Okay. Oh, so good. My favorite brands at the moment are the is Niku, the Bulge and Bum, and then the ones that we are making ourselves. That's awesome. I, the ones you made for your wedding were awesome. The one you sent me the pictures of and I was like, oh, that's amazing. So, yeah. you go, boys. Yeah, no, we had to get the color to match. Exactly. Yeah, we had to match our <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. You get it. Yes. So you two obviously support each other in your love of underwear, and it's probably something you enjoy doing together. Do your friends know that you have Instagram and posts your underwear and share your love? Or or did you know when you first got together that you both liked underwear? Well, I'll start. When we first got together, I was still very into the only box of briefs. I'd I knew about the other stuff, but it was never something that I would have worn. I think it's just because of the way I grew up. Um, and then when I got more comfortable, obviously, Jim, he's always worn songs. And I never really used to like songs. Um, I, I didn't think it suited me, so I didn't really like wearing it. And then, yeah, when I started my fitness journey, I just decided, you know what, I'm going to wear what I want. If the people don't like it, then it's up. It's their problem. I wear my mm-hmm. thongs to gym. I walk around in the changing room with my thongs. If I don't like it, it's their problem. They, their issues. I'm not wearing your underwear, so don't comment on mine. So, <laughs> yeah. So I've, yeah, I've really grown in the last past few years. Just I think just because gym jocks. He's always been comfortable with the underwear and it's sort of contagious to, and mm-hmm. yeah, like I've grown emotionally and all that from where I was. So yeah, it's been a journey at the moment. Yeah. I like wearing anything that I, if I feel like it, I'll wear it. Nice. That's the way to be. We agree. And what about you, Jim? Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> so, Two things, either do your friends know about you posting online about your love of underwear, or did you know when you first got together that each of you had this love of underwear in them? You can answer um, either one or both. 
Um, well, I'll start with the first one. Um, our friends should know about it, our love of underwear, um, but it did slip out a couple of years ago thanks to Instagram and Facebook's uh, linked accounts situation where mm-hmm. I posted I posted photos on Instagram that were meant only for Instagram, but they ended up going through to my Facebook account. And oh, no. family, everyone saw the underwear. So, yeah, everyone should know about it by now. Yeah. Um, luckily, with like um, Jim's family, they don't, they they're not really bad. Like, I mean, my mother-in-law lived with us, so she she did washing with us. She saw what we were wearing. Um, my parents, on the other hand, are a bit more conservative. They when they were here now for the wedding, obviously my mom also did washing, and some of our stuffs ended up with theirs. So my dad made a little comment of saying, yeah, the little fabric you wear is not even enough to make a slingshot. <laughs> so, so they know um, they know about it, but yeah, it's not obviously you're not gonna advertise it. And then our the we have Instagram with where we also have the Snatch Talk and Jim Jock and we have our own Instagram pages. That the family don't have well, they not don't have access to, but yeah, they know about everything. If they support us, it's really not any of. I don't care <laughs> if they have a problem with it. Like I said, it's their problem. Nice, very yeah, nice. And with the underwear, I think Snatch and I, we've grown together with our love of underwear since we've been able to purchase it ourselves and all and make it ourselves. We've we've grown as a couple with our love for underwear. That's awesome. So many guys wish they had that with their partners, but it's sort of cool to see you two grow and different things of underwear. So that's amazing. Yeah, we just wish we could have access to more underwear, but yeah, it is what it is. And if we have to make it, we'll make it. Hopefully you'll get more designers down there. I know in the late 2000s there were a couple brands from south africa that came big on the market but didn't last very long and hopefully you'll you guys will get some more good designers down there who show their talents and what they love and hopefully that'll spread to the rest of the world let's hope yes yeah the problem is like i know i think bono was one of the yeah that went international but they just disappeared. And I think it's yep. not, I think it's, South Africa is very, still very conservative. Yes. They, mm-hmm. like we have the, the Afrikaans speaking people are very, very conservative. And they, even though there's gay people, they, we all grew up in this conservative country. So underwear now, it, underwear is becoming a bit more freely available and the, the designs are different. And, but in the beginning, it wasn't. It was, you got, I mean, I think Calvin Klein, you could only get at selected stores, like, and it was very expensive. So mm-hmm. even that wasn't freely accessible. It was literally like a box of briefs or briefs or tighty uh, whities. <laughs> oh. So that's what we had. And I think for the designers in South Africa, it's difficult because the market still although there is the gay people it's still very 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 difficult 
for them to actually get out there. That sucks, but hopefully, fingers crossed, it'll change for you guys. Because I think well, there's a lot of talent in South Africa that could do amazing things with underwear. Yes. I think also, yeah, it's just like getting fabric, and that's also very difficult for us, um, especially with the pandemic and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because we couldn't leave the country, we couldn't, we couldn't go anywhere to get the stuff. So it's it's been tough, but yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff now. Like Niku sponsoring a lot of stuff. They're sponsoring Mr. South Africa. They're sponsoring Mr. Gay South Africa. So then the, the brands are getting out there now, and hopefully it's it'll spread. I mean, when we started in 2010, 2011. When we first went, the first time we went to Australia and we got access to uh, Aussie Bum, we actually, that was one of our thoughts was to try and get Aussie Bum imported into South Africa. We wanted yeah. to be like sole distributors. But at that point, Aussie Bum wasn't. They turned us down because there was no market. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I yeah, think so it was a bit difficult. That's kind of changing. I think with everything going on, I think more because more than especially here in the States, more than just the gay guys love underwear now. And I think worldwide, that's kind of changing as well is that guys just want to wear something they feel comfortable in, sexy in and not really worry about it. So yes, I, I think, think with, the, with the younger generation, uh, your now born after 2000 babies, they are more open about their sexuality, open mm-hmm. about their style and all that. So I think that is helping the markets and the designers a lot because there's more people that are into not only having comfortable underwear, but having underwear that makes them comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, so I think if we, I mean, like I said, we go, I go to the gym with my songs and I, well, not in my songs, but I wear songs <laughs> when I go to the gym. Um, so I think just doing that, also, people see it. I mean, if you're in the change room and people see you comfortable with that, it's just going to make them think, oh, cool. Like, I don't have to be scared of walking around in my song or I don't have to be scared of getting a nice pair of underwear because people are judging me. If other people can do it, so can I. And I, that's why I think... I have that mentality of, you know what, I'll wear what I want if you don't like it. I mean, we've had an incident where Jim was wearing a song and the oak was like, that's disgusting. Ugh, that's rude. Like, well, yeah. And I was like, well, it's not your underwear, so why are you bothered? Exactly. <laughs> I'm not wearing yours, so don't. So, yeah, I think if people see people being more comfortable with it, it's just going to become a norm. True. I think many guys, for some reason, keep underwear hidden, gay guys specifically, and then the straight guys, especially here, don't want to be called gay because you're wearing a thong or you're wearing a bikini. So they wear what's expected and not what they want to wear. So like you say, I think if they see more guys wearing it they're going to be like oh i can wear it too it doesn't matter so good for you good for you too that's very awesome yeah so yeah it's it's 
he has to make it a norm. I mean, I think now we had an incident where the a spokesperson from our local bachelor said, "Your real men don't wear speedos." Uh, so, I mean, if you have people like that, it's it's difficult. I mean, my comments would have just been like, "No, real men wear whatever they want." It's mm-hmm. people like you that <laughs> don't wear because you're not a real man, so you won't wear it. Exactly, and that was my last. Question I was going to have for you guys: How are swim briefs seen down there? Is it other than your bachelor contestant, who probably no one cares about now and won't ever get married like ours here? What do most guys think of swim briefs, speedos? Are they open to wearing them on the beach or swimming, or is it sort of like oh, only certain people wear them? Um, it's still a very conservative topic in South Africa. You'll only normally see people wearing speedos if it's at the gym pool or like swimming events. Yeah, so obviously, like the people that do swim, like swim for sport, they they're comfortable in it. But mm-hmm. the general public, it's not a norm. It's more board shorts or we see we've seen a few on the beach, but it's not. It's not something that everyone wears. Um, obviously, I mean, the last time we went to the beach, it was also this really wild, bold, buff guy walking around in his speedo. So, I mean, obviously, he's comfortable with it. His wife was there. So, yeah, it's 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 still a very, very, very conservative country. Where, I mean, I posted a progress picture in my in a speedo, and my mom's like, "Why did you put that on Facebook?" How can you put it on Facebook? Everyone's seeing it. I'm like, it's a progress picture. I'm glad and proud of where I got. Why? And it's in any ways, it's a swimwear. It's not something you have to be ashamed of. Yeah. So, like, yeah, even literally for us, speedos and stuff like that is, or briefs or anything that's in that category is mostly worn by people that do the sport so swimming or if they do bodybuilding they obviously have the the spear or whatever on for show or so it's it's not a norm yet it's it's very 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 backwards still yeah predominantly Uh, if you do see someone on the beach wearing a speedo they are gay okay so it's sort of similar here to the u.s where oh they're wearing a speedo they're gay that sucks Uh, but it sucks. Yeah, and it sucks here too, but uh, hopefully that fingers crossed that's changing, but who knows. All the boys here are going to the swim thongs and skipping the swim brief, so it's been mind-blowing to me. They all want to wear yeah, swim thongs. This it's like swim thong I'm still a bit skeptical about. In fact, I'll stick to the speedos. <laughs> well, when you go on when you go on holiday, you can go somewhere else and wear them. Just don't wear them there. Because if I to go to the beach in a swim thong with my parents, they I would probably be fearing them because they would have odds. <laughs> that you would have to. Oh Lord! Yeah, yeah we have. They'll be there in the sand, or I don't know, but I think they would. Yeah, we had someone just on recently who wear it around their parents, and it's no big deal. And I'm just like, 
that must be really nice because I don't know many people who would wear swim thongs around their parents, but yeah, no issue. To, I think it's got to do a lot with your culture, your upbringing. Yeah, because I mean, if you look at the French and or I mean, we went when we went on holiday in February, we went to Mauritius and the French were there. She was standing there topless. He was walking around in his speedos and briefs and I didn't care. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously the culture as well. That So, yeah. And I mean, even here, the people of color don't even wear risky stuff. They also very, I think it's just a country that's very conservative and it sucks <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. I feel your pain on that. Uh, we're not as conservative, but we're still we're still on that spectrum. Yeah, for sure. Well, that wraps up all my questions. This was an amazing show. I think it'll open a lot of guys' eyes out that are in the U.S. about guys outside the U.S. Because you brought up some really good things for people to think about. So just tell everyone where they can find you online. We'll start with Jim. You can find me on Twitter, official Jim Jock. And then on my Twitter profile, I have my Linktree link, and that has access to all my other social accounts. Nice. And you, Snatch? Yeah, so mine is Snatch Jock. And yeah, I also have my Linktree where you can see, get links to my Instagram. Well, my Instagram handle is the same, so it's also at, at Snatch Jock. And then the other social medias that we have can get on my link tree. Awesome. Go follow both of them. You will not be disappointed. They have a great Twitter profile, I will say. And that's <laughs> a, I discovered, I think I discovered Snatch on Instagram and then followed you on Twitter. And then it's just gone from there. So thank you guys for coming on today. I really thank appreciate it. Uh, I definitely want to have you back on for more shows because you yes. gave me tons of ideas while we were talking. So Yay. Definitely. Um, and if you have any Twitter spaces, please invite us. Oh, I will. I'll let you know. We want to do some. So I will definitely let you know. That would be fun to have you boys on for sure. Yes. So, uh, just so that we can uh, arrange it beforehand for the time difference. Yes. We normally, when we do a space, uh, we've only done like one or two of them. We have it planned in advance. So it's not just like, hey, let's hop on Twitter. No, it's like, okay, we're going to do it. We promote it up a little bit and be like, hey, come join our space. So we're going to try to do. People invite us to so many spaces, but then it's at 3 a.m. in the morning, our time, and it doesn't work. And, you know, that's difficult. So we'll, we'll, we'll work around the time zones and make sure you boys are on. I think we're going to probably fluctuate doing them at, nights here and then in the mornings as well especially on weekends so if we do it in the mornings that will be perfect for you guys you don't have to worry about staying up late it'll be a great time and i think we'd have some good conversations on there as well and i think we can now record them and put them out as podcasts so we may put some on this podcast if they're really good and we have a really good conversation or parts of it so because yes, sometimes Sometimes spaces are kind of like, hello, hello, but we'll we'll get some of our guys on and have some good times for everyone. Yay. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening, and we'll have a new show for you soon. Bye, everyone.
Bye. Thanks for listening to our show. If you like what you hear, consider supporting us at Patreon at patreon.com slash UNB blog. Follow us on social media. You can follow the blog at UNB blog on Twitter and Instagram. Read the blog at unbblog.com. Also follow me if you like art or anything else fun and underwear at UNB Tim on Instagram and also Twitter. Thanks for listening and we'll have more podcasts at you very soon. Bye.